I've had to get so used to hearing my own voice mm-hmm. since the I, do, I do all the editing too. Mm-hmm. It sucks. <laughs> no, it's terrible. Like I, but I've, but I'm used to it now. Like it doesn't it doesn't affect me like it used to. I don't trust anyone who likes the sound of their own voice. No, it's of way course too not. Too much confidence for me. It's weird. And w- what I think I'll be worried about with this episode, they're not going to be able to tell us apart. I've always thought that my voice was a little higher than yours. Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I I think I tend to be more just monotone. Sometimes I try to over I try to overdo it and try to be like sing songy, so that I don't sound so monotone. But then I I think I sound like a circus performer. That's why me and Christian are a good duo, because he is <laughs> the epitome of sing songy. <laughs> he just breaks out into song throughout episodes, and I let him. I just let him. I just let him. Let him go. It's a know? Broadway play in in every episode. Uh, well. Not not any kind of Broadway play you'd want to see, <laughs> if we're being honest. <laughs> off, off, off Broadway. Yeah, just Atlanta. <laughs> Damn, it's a roast. The epitome, yeah. Sorry, Atlanta, we love you. Hello, welcome to. Uh, well, I should start with my name, right? No, don't answer. You're you're the guest. Stop. Hello, my name is Colby. Welcome to the uh, side series that I like to do uh, called Little Scaries. Uh, and as you can tell from the title, we're joined by uh, a family member of mine. Welcome, Colin McHugh. Hey, thanks for having me. Hey, how's it going? It's going great. Um, I am excited. Really excited to talk about this movie with you. I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about the movie. Of course, uh, the movie that we watched together actually uh, was Hellraiser. But um, but there's some stuff I'd, I'd like to talk about beforehand, just because we are here together in person. Of course, uh, you are traveling throughout the year uh, often, so we don't get to hang out super super often uh, throughout the year. And so it's it's nice to to be able to hear your voice in my head in these headphones. You know, I, you mean hear your voice because my voice and your voice are. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Whose voice is whose? <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, w- we should start each sentence by Colby. So anyway, <laughs> just to just to clarify, we're gonna give you visual uh, captions. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, we should just be a video podcast. <laughs> Quick, turn the camera on. <laughs> hurry, 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 hurry! Anyway, we should just be streaming this. We should be on Twitch. I think we're re- yeah we're really underselling this. Shit. Anyways. Um, what I think is, is interesting to talk about with, with Hellraiser and kind of with, with our relationship in particular is something that I've mentioned, uh, probably multiple times throughout, uh, our episodes. Um, but our relationship with Halloween was kind of a unique one. And I think this, this, this movie, we watched it, I think the day after Halloween together, we're, we're coming back and recording, uh, a little bit later because Colin's an old man and cannot stay up late anymore. So we didn't record after watching it. It's okay. I forgive you. It's true. It was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of uh, trick-or-treating that weekend. There's a lot of candy, sugar rush in my system. All right. I've got insulin for you if you need it, man. I would not take yours right now. That's <laughs> very thoughtful, actually, of you. Uh, but uh, I think even though Halloween has passed, we are, we're maybe a week after Halloween. Rest in peace. I think, I know, really. It went by too fast, honestly. <laughs> um, I think kind of in keeping with the spirit of, of Halloween a little bit, especially with this movie, um, Let's talk about kind of 
our our relationship uh, growing up with with Halloween because I would say it's it's different than a lot of people's. Well, it's first it's All Hallows Eve, all right. And let me give you the religious background. Of, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do that for anybody. But that's oh, I was pretty, ready for it. That's pretty much what was given to us <laughs> when we were growing up um, about Halloween. And you know, listen. On the backside of that, now I look at it. I'm like, Halloween is pumpkins and like I don't know. Little scaries like this, like exactly. Nobody's trying. To, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say nobody. You've been to like Netherworld, and I've heard and seen the movies that you've watched on here. Check out our Halloween episode, hmm. the Netherworld special. Oh boy. Um. So yeah, like that was never on remotely on the table for us. Sure. But even like trick or treating, not on the table. Like dressing up as a Avengers character, not on the table. We straight up, yeah, we straight up weren't allowed to participate in Halloween uh, in any particular way or any specific way. And I'm, I'm not afraid to talk about it because mom's not a listener. So Sorry, she's mom. not going to hear us complain about this. Also, we've complained to her face many times. I, yes. sp- I very much have mm-hmm. uh, a lot. <laughs> um, we should say, we should give her credit this year. She did put out candy. This is a first timer for, for her. For the first time, I think, in her entire life. Yep. That she has participated in Halloween. So she she is evolving. Mm-hmm. We'll give her that credit. Um, but but no, our parents did not allow us to do anything. Um, what was what was our, our yearly tradition that we would do every year instead? We would do what is uh, colloquially called... Collo- collo- that's too, too big of a word. You got it. You're um, almost there. The vernacular is a fall festival. Yeah. Try to try to explain what a fall festival is. Because I'm... I, the more... The older I've gotten, the more I've realized nobody knows what the hell a fall festival is. Listen, a fall festival is everything that you think it is. There is bobbing for apples there are fall colors there are people dressed up like bible characters <laughs> lots there's so characters. many davids i mean just so many little kids with slingshots um cakewalks we had oh cakewalks uh, don't even get me started on cakewalks yeah but absolutely nothing devil related zero devils no zero devils not no uh, blood unless it was the blood of christ um and <laughs> All, all things that were wholesome. It was a wholesome Halloween. They were often held at churches, straight up. Uh, always. Like held in church gymnasiums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, with a distinct lack of fun, I would say. Yep. Every once in a while there were candy, uh, candy things, candy-like things that were being given out, but they were like usually generic, wrapper-based, you know. A lot of a lot of candies that were uh, similar to like Bitto honeys. Exactly, they all had the wax wrappers. I'm like, get these because it's all old people. Where's candy. the it's shiny candy? Exactly. Right? Where's the good stuff? Give me the shiny stuff. Instead, we had the chance. We had like a one in eighty five chance of winning a pecan pie, a pecan pie at a cakewalk. That's true. I, I ate so many Tootsie Rolls growing yeah, up. To- a kid. lot of Tootsie Rolls. That's I mean, a, that's a good one. Nobody should be forced to eat that many Tootsie Rolls. No, no, absolutely not. And I I, I think as a, as, as a kid. It didn't bother me necessarily because I didn't know what I was missing. I was scared of a lot of things growing up. Oh yeah, that was the point. And right? that it was uh, effective, Wi- wildly effective. It's yeah. incredibly effective. I was scared of everything growing up, and it wasn't until around high school, uh, after you guys had all moved out, gone to college, uh, that I had started going to Blockbuster and watching horror movies and kind of getting into it and realizing, wait, <laughs> I missed out on something. <laughs> guys, there's a whole holiday that they just. Uh, dedicate to messed up shit an entire holiday mm-hmm. like and everybody likes it except it's, for us it's one of the best ones probably a top three exactly and what's funny is we went to like we went to a christian school but even among christian families 
a lot of them participated in Halloween. Oh yeah, I mean, like was, so many of our friends did. It, there are ways to do wholesome Halloween. I mean, like I'm watching kids Netflix shows right now, like about Halloween. And exactly, the cutest. Yeah, it's great. It's it's super wholesome. It doesn't have to be demonic. Hopefully, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm into it now. If you're not, then you're missing out. We had a uh, Shaw, our our oldest kid, said this year he wanted a creepy front yard. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah. He's you've really turned him. Um, I'm, he, I'm the best uncle. He he was like, I really I just wanted to be like a little creepy. And I was like, OK, so I went to uh, Walgreens or whatever two days before Halloween because I was like, I don't know. I'm not going to get like a dead corpse bride or something. <laughs> we weren't trained for this. No, I have no idea what I'm looking for. <laughs> so I found this ghoul that was a, basically a skeleton with a pumpkin head. Cool. I think it's. Generally, what a ghoul is. Uh, d- t- dictionary definition for yeah. sure. Uh, that we I hung from the front porch, not like hung with a like noose, but like <laughs> I I hung it from hung it from its arms, and I mean it was legit creepy, and I felt so proud of myself. Did you like, did you ever like walk through your uh, your kitchen or something and see it through the window and, and jump for a second? No, I looked at it with beaming pride. I was like, I'm. I'm Halloweening the hell out of this thing. Hell yeah, dude! I'm proud of you. Thank you. That's sick. You've you've grown. And then we watched a horror movie. And then you wanted to watch a horror movie with me. I know. Hellraiser. This is growth. Hell, a, a movie Hellraiser. that I had never seen before. You'd never seen before, of course. Mm-hmm. And we we had gone to dinner. Uh, me myself. Uh, me <laughs> me myself and Irene. <laughs> um, Different movie. Me, Brittany, and you uh, went out to dinner uh, a few weeks ago, and. Start, for some reason, got us talking. And you were like, "Yeah, I'm down to I'm down to watch a movie with yep. you," and I would never say no to that ever. <laughs> as a as as a noted non horror fan that you are, true. I feel like that's a challenge for you. If somebody says like, "Hey, I'm not really into horror films, but like, what can you show me one?" I love a good challenge. You're and, like you're and, like a sommelier, but for horror films. True, true. I I would agree there because I I do enjoy finding things that people like. Mm-hmm. And helping them find those things that they like, because I would say in a genre like horror, it's it's often misunderstood. I would say, and there's honestly something out there for everybody. Maybe it's a horror comedy. Maybe you want to laugh while you're seeing some some horror tropes. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you want like a a, dr- a drama, like a super sad family drama that's also a horror movie. There's a lot out there, and I think it's fun to to help people realize. I that. think you're talking about the Twilight movies. Yes, they <laughs> encompass actually a lot of different genres. Um, <laughs> It's really, it's really solid. Uh, amazing, amazing piece of fiction. I, speaking of the Twilight movies, me and Brittany rewatched all of them a few months ago. Uh, I had never seen them. <laughs> rewatched. <laughs> she had, she has loved them for for the for many years, but uh, they're really bad. Yeah. And I, I always kind of like held that hope that I was like, maybe they're not as bad as everybody thought, as everybody said they were. But no, they're hard to get through. I mean, props to Robert Pattinson for really just like pushing through those movies and coming out on the other side like just a badass. He's the best. I love Robert Pattinson. Kristen Stewart too. She's doing well. I mean... She just played Princess Diana in a movie. Did she really? Yeah, I don't know how good it is, but I'm not going to see it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I brought it up. Just a glowing critique. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) We'll do a podcast episode about it, right? (laughs) I mean, it's pretty pretty sad, pretty violent. (laughs) I mean, yeah, that's true. It's kind of, yeah, upper alley. But with with uh, how, how did we get on the topic of of Hellraiser? I think it was because maybe we had started t- talking about like eighties horror movies, and yes. neither of us had really seen that many. No, all of, I, we were talking about like Freddy Krueger and the different types of horror movies. Oh, you were talking about how like the big horror protagonists, some of them talk and some of them don't. 
um, or some of them have like funny lines. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently, Fred, I've never seen any of, and I've never seen like Friday the Thirteenth. I've never seen any of the Halloween movies. I've never seen um, the Freddy Krueger. Like, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, yeah. And they all have very uh, similar names. It's it's easy to get confused. <laughs> I think I said all th- those were all the same movie. I just said. <laughs> essentially yes. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we we're both like, well, I've never seen Hellraiser. And that was kind of in that vein, um, but I knew literally nothing about the movie going into it except for that the dude's face had nails in it. Yeah, Pinhead. Yep. That's kind of the same. Like somehow I had kind of avoided any spoilers of it except for just Pinhead was kind of the like poster child for the franchise. I have vivid memories of walking into a blockbuster when I was a child and there being like the horror section, right? And so you like walk past it quickly. So <laughs> oh yeah. So the demons <laughs> don't get you. And then, but like in your you like take a one quick look back. Just like to see, I just want to see what it, what it is. Is there anything there? And then that dude's face, and you immediately head, regret it. It's just right there, and I'm like, nope, 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 nope. Shouldn't this, have this is why we don't do that. Yep, I I have that I had that exact same experience with the horror section at Blockbuster growing up. Uh, my my movie that uh, always freaked me out was the cover of the It miniseries. Oh, uh, from from the nineties to this day, very spooky. Oof. Uh, that's that's an interesting. I wonder how how common that is for people like of our generation of like who weren't horror fans growing up. Of like sneaking past the horror section and like, what was the movie that always scared you or stuck with you? I think it's an interesting thing. To or like, what was the first scary movie that you saw that you knew you were not supposed to be seeing? Oh, that's a good one. What would that? What would that have been for you? Uh, probably the same thing it was for you, which was the Leprechauns movie. <laughs> uh, just Leprechaun singular. Just yeah, singular Leprechaun. Um, I saw I saw one of the oh, I saw the Langoliers. Oh, the Stephen King yes. adaptation. Um, when I was in like fourth grade, and it fucked me up. I've read that story, and I don't know how. I didn't know there was an, uh, an adaptation of it. I don't know how they could do it. It's a very strange uh, yeah, story. It was not a. Uh, it was not like a slasher film by any stretch of the imagination. No, um, but I mean, some acting. Talk about some acting. <laughs> was it? I bet it was a TV miniseries. I bet it, it was. It wasn't was. in a full movie. I think it was. Yeah. Yikes. But yeah, I think I think Leprechaun was my first one. We watched it with the stages, our, our like family friends. And uh, I think I was probably like five years old and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and I've not gone back to see it since then. <laughs> and we, we've not revisited. Maybe maybe we need to, man. It might be time. It might be time. We might be ready because because it's like widely known as one of the like funniest horror movies of all time. <laughs> but like if you see that as a kid. Oh yeah, it sticks with you. Like I had nightmares growing up about mm-hmm. about uh, the dude who played that Ewok from Star Wars. That's true, <laughs> I can't remember his name. I should know his name. That's Great disrespectful. Actor. Great, Great actor. Uh, I almost said Vern Troyer. <laughs> nope. Mini me. Nope. <laughs> Warwick Davis. There it is. He came to me. Uh, hey, he was uh, props to Warwick. He scared the shit out of us growing up. <laughs> did a great job. But great job. I think I think what was really fun about Hellraiser is not only watching it with you, which was a great experience, uh, having no idea what was going to happen <laughs> in it. I mean, I, I think I could you could have given me a premise of what was going to happen in it, and I still you you know you're not going to see the the twists in the story coming if you can call it that. And I think what what I've noticed is cool about like '80s film titles. They don't give away anything. No. <laughs> like Hellraiser. What do you think? What, what what do what would you have expected like to happen? Not what happens in the movie. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Nope. I kept. I actually kept like referring to it as I was watching the movie, being like, "Is this? Are we raising hell now? Is this the hell that's being ri- risen?" I I think it could be said in multiple ways, <laughs> potentially. Man. And we and obviously I think the the beauty of little scaries is we don't have to go through it plot by plot because most people have seen this movie and you kind of know like, like we relate to it I think yeah. ourselves and what, so what was the biggest thing that 
that you will take away from Hellraiser? Oh, great question. Uh, the goop. Oh man, it's so goop. goopy, right? Oh, yeah. specifically the scene of uh, the resurrection of Frank. Uh huh. Where it is like starts out as a puddle of goop, and then progressively over you know the next few minutes, it's a long scene. It's a long scene. It, yeah, you, it grows into a body, and it's so impressive. This movie was made in 1987, and I. I'm so impressed with the effects of it because mm-hmm. it's all practical effects, no CGI. And there are so many different stages of goop throughout the entire movie. And I don't mean the Gwyneth Paltrow it's very product. product. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's called, right? Yes. I don't know. It's, there's a, it's a, like an empire now. But yeah. Not related. I, as far as I know. <laughs> as far as I know. Um, but it that scene particularly is so memorable because it's so gross. It is like viscerally nasty. Yeah. This and th- there's a lot of that moment of that kind of moment throughout this entire movie. But yeah. that one stuck with me big time. What about you? Um uh, I mean that was that was a special. That was very good. Very special scene. Very reminiscent of like watching Stranger Things now. Uh it's yeah, there's a lot of similarities there. It was very good. But the first thing that we see in the movie that was like gross um was when Frank finishes the cube for the first time. In the very, very in intro? Very intro, yeah. And immediately, we're like, oh, what's going to happen? Is this going to be like a mummy thing where something comes out of the wall? Or No. No. Just random, like, hooks, meat hooks just start being jabbed into his body and then ripped through the skin. And you're like, the fuck, man? Like, right off the bat. And you see it. You just Like, you see right it, into hooks it. going into his skin. Right into it. Uh, again, like, really effective practical effects. Mm-hmm. Uh and like the movie immediately tells you what's about to go down, uh-huh. like with that, it's in the first like fifteen seconds of the movie. Correct. He immediately gets hooked up, and then essentially shredded up to pieces. Yeah, ripped apart in the greatest uh, sadomasochistic. Uh, who I, I don't know, whatever it is. Who, who here's a good question. Who's the who's the hottest Cenobite? That's a tough one, right? That's a tough one. I'm I'm tempted to say just the guy with the chatter teeth that. Guy, which is disgusting. Yeah, sorry we had to do that. Well, I thought your... he was probably the coolest looking. Yeah, that the uh, yeah, mask, I guess, helmet that he had to wear, yeah. very impressively detailed and uh, gross. Yeah, gross, large, gross. The other, the the big dude with the sunglasses was pretty funny looking. <laughs> he was like the he was like the hype man, like setting the vibe. Back. <laughs> yeah, he like uh, you almost expect him to have like a DJ set table exactly. in front of him exactly. like because that's like his thing because mm-hmm. he doesn't really do much no the chatter teeth guy is pretty pretty gnarly of course pinhead uh well no the the lady cenobite speaks a little bit yeah but yeah in general pinhead's like they're he's the leader he's, he's the, the he's the guy he's the head of honcho um which i forgot to mention uh a couple days after we watched hellraiser i watched the sequel because it was also on Prime, which we watched it on. Did it hold up to expectations? It's pretty crazy. <laughs> like uh, he, you learn more about Pinhead. All right, and like okay. kind of where he comes from. Uh, it's a it's a direct sequel to this one, so it like is an immediate continuation of uh, the uh, final girl, uh-huh. her story. Uh, I can't remember her name, um, but the the girl who survives at the end, uh, and and kind of continues with her story throughout. And so it's it's pretty cool. Like it. They go to she goes to hell, kind of, <laughs> or their their like dimension, real origin or whatever. Story. Uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty fun. I w- I don't know if I w- I would suggest you watch it. 
alone, but like you might you might enjoy it like I did alone. Maybe not though. Maybe not. I, I like to keep my horror watching experiences um, as a community affair. Yeah, I think that's the, the fun way. That's the normal way to do it. If if you're not like me or Christian, that's what we normal people do. Yeah, we start po- the other ones start podcasts about it. <laughs> and I think I think another cool aspect of 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 Hellraiser was kind of the subversion of your expectations kind of throughout because. I, you kind of assume that Pinhead is going to be, like, the main bad guy and, like, the kind of main antagonist of I mean, the entire got, story. He got the cover. He's he's everything. Like, he's on every cover, I think. Right? <laughs> As of every Hellraiser movie. Um, but Frank is the bad guy. Frank is, like, the clear uh, villain of the, of the movie. Well, he's kind of the bad guy, but he also... The, the Julie character... Oh, the yeah. The second wife... Yeah, she sucked. She was really shitty. She was, the, she was the worst of all of them. And then, I mean, Frank was like, obviously. The puppeteer. Some sort of demon thing yeah. that was coming back to life, trying to escape hell. Um, but yeah, I mean, Julie was like very in on it. And she's like weirdly into goopy guys. I don't know. She, the, as all throughout uh, Frank's stages of resurrection, which again, really, really impressive because mm-hmm. he looks different every single time you see him. True. He's getting more... Uh, muscle tone, more, uh, more goop. He's, he's really, getting, he's getting goopier. He's really working out. Yeah, yeah, he is definitely uh, getting some gains uh, mm-hmm. up in that attic. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, Julie uh, loves touching him in his nasty skinless body. I mean, and it's yeah. every time that anything touches him, it's disgusting. And then he eventually starts to wear clothes, and it's even weirder and and grosser. <laughs> it is grosser because it's not like they're just putting clothes on this whatever guy and then plopping a you know moist head on him no they're it, the whole thing is just it's just wet it's it just fe- a wet wet guy can you imagine wearing that stuff and how gross it would feel all the time no no that's terrible it would be awful so disgusting so she's the worst to me yeah that's fair and she does get killed pretty hard in the end you know, I, I think off camera though it's off camera but we do see it she's holding like weirdly gripping the cube like rigor mortis style oh, yeah, the puzzle box yeah um at the end but her face is like completely torn apart, which oh, is yeah. it was a nice, it was a nice moment for her. True, there is a lot of just tearing in this movie of, mm. of flesh, which is again in 1987, pretty shocking. Like this, uh, it's crazy to think that this movie was like probably pretty popular in theaters when it came out in the 80s <laughs> during the height of like the satanic panic and everything. Let's think about this. This is the year of our Lord, 1987, the year that I was born. True, yeah. Uh, can, let's imagine for a second. Uh, our older brother Evan d- deciding to tell our parents, "Hey, I was over at Johnny's house. He took us to a movie. I thought we were gonna go see Bambi or whatever else came out in 1987, and it was actually Hellraiser. <laughs> would they have? Would they have made it? No, they would have been uh, immediately dropped over dead. Like just from just from the shock of of." Knowing that their little boy had even witnessed anything this demonic. Is, this is truly, this is what I'm thinking about. This is the movie they would have hated the most of any movie that I could I could think of. Honestly, that's a, a pretty accurate guess. Checks all the boxes. It's named Hellraiser. Yep. Uh, our dad was a, a Baptist preacher for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, it involves, uh, it's very graphic, of course. Although, we should say, uh, our dad did love uh, Braveheart. True. Which it's also very graphic, right? But there's swearing. There uh, is a lot of swearing as well. It's unnecessary swearing too, but it's like the the writing is it leaves something to be desired. But um, they love to throw in a just a nice f bomb. It's here all about like rituals. Yep, 
there's nudity there's some the, some brief brief nudity in there it's uh, it's uh it's very sexual yeah no the whole thing is like the sexual overtones are I mean, wi- widely, very BDSM inspired. Yeah. Like every, all the Cenobites are like uh, feeling pleasure and pain all the time, mm-hmm. every second, all the yep. time. They're like interdimensional beings. It's not even like they're demons, right? Right. So it's like almost like a sci-fi <laughs> type horror, which is even more interesting. I think it was. I mean, it truly it was a wild ride. Yeah, I had a really good time watching it. I and I didn't necessarily expect that I would. Uh, same. I was. I my expectations were low going in, and it. It exceeded them, for sure. I agree, and I think, I I don't know if I've seen all of the first movies of those other uh, franchises, like Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, but I th- of the ones that I have seen, I think this one is the most interesting, because it is completely unique, there's nothing I've seen of that era like this, and those other movies are kind of the same movie, like we said. Uh, they have the same titles. They have, uh, you know, bad guys. Although I will, I will give Cre- Freddy Krueger credit for speaking at least and yeah. having lines. True, and he's still got a, a. He's got a mask on, right? No, he doesn't have. A no, mask. he's got like a fucked up face, like yeah, scarred yeah. up face. Um, but all the other guys are masked, right? Masked guys. Yeah, like uh, Freddy has or J- uh, Jason has the hockey mask. Yeah, the, and Michael Myers has the like f- uh, fleshy, weird mask. plastic mask. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, I found out recently. This is probably not an interesting fact to anybody who likes horror movies, but um, that mask was based on a William Shatner Star Trek uh, mask <laughs> originally, which is just a very funny <laughs> fact. <laughs> like knowing that, and William Shatner sucks, <laughs> so fuck him. But you know, pretty funny. <laughs> I love that. Um, are there any other movies now that you have kind of dipped your toe into? Uh, Kind of extreme horror movies. I mean, kind of. I've seen a couple of them now, yeah. What else have you seen? Um, I saw Green Room early. Oh, yeah. Did you? What, what were your thoughts on Green Room? I liked it. I thought it was it was a fun ride. One of my absolute favorites. Yeah. Um, obviously, we've talked about I, The Descent was probably the first really good horror movie that I saw. Did you ever see Blair Witch? I have not. No. We were actually, I remember we were watching a, a, a buddy's film that he had made. And it was kind of the first person camera movie, and I was like, I never saw Blair. One of one another one of those that mm-hmm. I never would have been able to saw nor seen. Whatever I'm trying to say, um, and then yeah, by the time I could see it or would see it, I was you like, had no desire. I don't even think anybody. I don't know if there's a spoiler or not, but I don't think anybody's even ever spoiled it for me. So nice. It might be. It might be worth it. It's very short. All right. Maybe maybe we'll jump into. Maybe we'll it. watch it this time. It's one of my absolute favorites. Really? I, which the reason I thought that you might have seen it was because when I watched it for the first time in high school. It was right around the era when I had watched The Descent, which was your DVD that I watched. It's still very funny that you actually spent money on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was kind of right around those era, that era that I discovered those horror movies, The Descent and Blair Witch. And now they're two of my absolute like all-time favorites, and I recommend them to everybody because yeah. they're kind of like easy to watch. Right. And it's not like they're, – they're scary for sure, but they're not you know anything gratuitous or, or anything like that. Um, I saw – I don't, I don't know if this is a horror. I guess it's not a horror movie, but I saw Midsummer last. Definitely last year. a horror movie. Yeah, um, at which remind which was I thought was so good, but also reminded me of The Village back in the day, but like a better, newer version of that. Good, um, a good village. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Did you ever see The Village? The Matt Shyamalan. Oh movie? yeah, I watched it. Did it scare you? Yeah, I think it did. Yeah, 
It was those, those things were kind of weird. That was I saw that way after it came out, and so I it didn't necessarily scare me. But I remember watching the trailer for it when it came out. I was pretty young, probably like terrifying middle school, maybe younger, and it scared the absolute shit out of me. Yeah. It was so scary, and so going back and watching it as an adult and having it be like that's the twist <laughs> was very funny. And it was it's not a great movie. No, I mean it was fine. But yeah, when I saw it, I was like, no, it's not bad. I'm I'm kind of into it. Speaking of uh. This is kind of the last thing I, that we I think we can touch on. But speaking of trailers, were there any trailers for movies growing up that you distinctly remember, like always scaring you? Because I had I had the Grudge. That was kind of the trailer that I saw. That I definitely didn't see the movie when it came out. Right. But every time it came on the TV, I like had to look away. Mm. Yeah, I think that there were a couple. I I never liked slash like the idea of slasher movies did not do anything for me. I don't like being surprised like that. Sure. I don't like being surprised by good things. So like, I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah, surprises suck. I don't know why I would want somebody like <laughs> jumping out of the bushes like trying to murder me. No. Uh-uh. So, hey, a haunted house is definitely where you need to be. Exactly where I'm trying to go. Uh, the, all the, like, the Scream movies, the Scream mask, when I saw it, I was like, ah, no. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. I can't, I'm not going to be able to do that. And then uh, The Ring. The Ring was like, I never saw it. I was like, <laughs> didn't need to. I'm not going to. I know this is going to mess me up. That was like you were probably right around like high school when that came out too. So that was like yeah. your age range. Correct. Everybody saw it. Yeah, yeah I bet all your friends and saw it. I was it. like, Mm-mm. nope. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Our friend Clayton definitely probably saw it in theaters. He had it Loved on Blu-ray, it. I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Any any uh, any final thoughts on Hellraiser? Anything? Would you would, who would you recommend this for? Would you recommend this movie? Uh, yeah, I think I probably would. If somebody said of I'm I'm looking for some retro horror right now. Uh, if some Gen Z kid came up to me and was like, "Hey, I want to go. See, I want to see something that was made thirty years before I was born, or whatever." Sure. I'd be like, I, "Listen, I got a movie for you. This is going to tell you everything you need to know about 1987. Year of Our Lord. The Year of Our Lord. I mean, just look at the outfits. Look at the, the hair. Yep. <laughs> look at the hair. Look at the oh, look at the actress. Look who's look look what we what we were like." Saying was the best, the best actresses that we could find in the world, 1987. Solid. I mean, you know, it was what it was. We were doing our best. We were trying. I, th- I think it's a really effective movie, and I would definitely recommend it to people if they if they haven't seen it. I think it's just be prepared. It's gonna you're gonna see some stuff. It's gross. It's very gross. You're gonna see some goop. But it's uh, if you can get past that, the story is really interesting. You're gonna enjoy it. Like I think the twists and turns that the story takes. Are pretty fun. You laugh with it. You laugh at it. Definitely. You, know, you, cringe, you cringe at the yeah. nasty stuff, mm-hmm. which is, again, very effective. It's a good movie for asking questions out loud while you're watching it because it doesn't matter. None of them get answered. Watch it with friends. Yeah. You'll have a great time. Yeah. Like when we watched it together, a lot, a lot of laughs, a lot of questions that, again, like you said, don't get answered. Um, I did think of another question. Okay. Since you have you have two children, mm-hmm. uh, pretty young. Yes. At would you ever let them watch Hellraiser? And oh, at what age? Absolutely. Really? Oh yeah. I'm I'm going full opposite direction. Okay. Here. I was I was wondering. No, we're we're gonna dress up like a ghoul next year. We're gonna do the whole thing. Um, I, you know, I think probably when they're allowed to see R-rated movies. Sure. I don't know. Sixteen, seventeen. That, I mean, did you see R-rated movies when you were sixteen, seventeen? No. Uh, I saw a couple probably that I was not supposed to or not supposed to be able to, but did. Who's gonna be the rebellious one? <laughs> we all know. <laughs> um, 
I, I'm like the world is the world is your oyster, guys. Go go explore it. I respect that. Um, but maybe you know if they ask and be like, it's disgusting. It's going to give you nightmares. So. Y- you'll be honest with them at uh-huh. least, which I I think that's a really cool cool way to take it. Um, and and again, very different from from how we had it. Yeah. Um, I I can imagine uh, one of them watching this and five minutes in being like, nope. Uh huh. I'm good. Yeah. I I think we should. Nah, we're turning this off. Yeah. Keep it on some. Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's so funny to me, to me that the Pokemon is still as popular as it is because I was four or five when it came out and loved it when it came out. It's thriving. And it is even more popular now, I would argue. You're almost 30 years old and it was legit 25 years ago. Crazy. It, yeah. Yeah, I feel so old. Well, everything comes around. It all God, it around. does. Ugh. I turned 30 in a week and a half. Uh, almost, yeah, a week and a half. Uh, I don't know if I'm not ready. You're ready. Uh, I, I don't know, man. 30, 30 suits you. You'll be, You'll be great. Um, so you do have a podcast as well. I do. I'm not, yeah. I'm not the first podcaster of the family. No, but you're the most prolific at this point. But uh, yeah. I had, I had a lot of time. I, I have a podcast. I haven't done it in a little while. But uh, yeah, it's called the 12-6 podcast. It's about baseball. If you like baseball. We didn't mention it, but you are a a, a, a baseball player. I have been, yeah. I have been a professional You've been player. known to, to throw? For a few years now, yep. Throw a ball. Um, and, and yeah, the his podcast is great. He, he has lots of really, like, really big guests. Uh, <laughs> not quite like the guests that we have uh, here on The Cellar Dwellers, but, uh, like, you interviewed John Smoltz. That's yeah. Pretty that's, cool. Like, our, our cool childhood people. hero. I know. Growing I know. up. Um, yeah, check it out. It, obviously, we don't talk about sports a lot on The Cellar Dwellers, but... I feel like there there could be some crossover somehow. Somebody needs to make a horror sports movie. How has that not existed yet? That's got to be there somewhere. Let's co-write one. All right. Are we? Oh my God. Are we? Are we doing is this? Though? Is this gonna happen? All right. We gotta go. Uh, yeah. We have to. We have a story to tell. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Say bye. Bye. Okay. There we go. Good. <laughs> what up, you freaks? It's Christian, better known as Seaman. If you like what you hear and want to dig deeper, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Dwellers Podcast, Instagram at Cellar Dwellers Podcast, Letterboxd at Cellar Dwellers, and of course, our email, CellarDwellersPod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear what you freaks want to hear more of. The goo, the gore, the milk? Let us know. Come dwell, there's plenty of room in the cellar. <laughs>